For a long time, uh, I've been wanting to just do a, a brief, I don't know, class, if you want to call it, on just some very practical, nuts and bolts ways that we can share the life, the joy, the hope that we have in Christ with those that God brings our way and into relationships with us. And, and so we're finally going to do that. Uh, we're going to, our, our grace group meets on Wednesday nights, but we're going to move into the, the church here, invite anybody that wants to come for a four-week session, just how to very practically, nuts and bolts, share the life, the truth of Christ with those around you. If you're ever interested in that, you, you're more than welcome to come and be a part of that. Uh, and I got this guy, Dolph Lario, who's going to help uh, lead that. And, and I thought it would be neat uh, maybe to set that up if actually Dolph would come and bring the word for us today. And so that's what he's going to do. Uh, Dolph is one of the uh, first guys I met uh, when I moved into Delaware County. Uh, Dolph was the one who originally had uh, this vision to see pastors come together. Uh, and, and the idea that churches and, and ministries, we would, we would be much more effective if we did it together, not just operating in our little silos, right? And so Dolph was uh, one of the initial guys to get pastors together here in Delaware County. And the thing about Dolph, as I've gotten to know him all these past years, he's been one of the most annoyingly convicting people <laughs> to me. Not because he's always harping on, well, you got to share your faith, but just the way he lives his life. It's just annoyingly convicting to me that I should be doing that more, um, and so I, I was excited to uh, bring Dolph and expose you to that same annoying sense of conviction uh, through Dolph. Two other quick things about Dolph uh, as he comes. Actually, I was meeting, I was having lunch with the Young Life director in Delaware County who said, you got to meet this guy, Dolph. Um, he'll get you connected with other pastors. But he was quick to tell me, but I got to tell you, Dolph isn't for everyone. He's a little different. So I'm telling you that. So I'm giving you the same advice. Apparently, that's what you have to say when you introduce Dolph. But here's the thing as well, too. If for any reason you have issue with how Dolph handles the word today, I found out as well that Walt Reichel was Dolph's Sunday school teacher. So don't come to me. Go to Walt. <laughs> All right? <laughs> All to say, very excited uh, to sit under the ministry and the conviction of Dolph as he, as he brings a word. So Annalise is going to read to us for us from Matthew 9. And then Dolph, it's all yours. Matthew 9. Matthew 9, verses 9 through 13. As Jesus passed on from there, he saw a man called Matthew sitting at the tax booth. And he said to him, follow me. And he rose and followed him. And as Jesus reclined at table in the house, behold, many tax collectors and sinners came and were reclining with Jesus and his disciples. And when the Pharisees saw this, they said to his disciples, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? But when he heard it, he said, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. Go and learn what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice. For I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. Because um, that is how he was introduced to me. I am not for everyone. And that's fine. I'm not trying to be for everyone. Um, so there may be things that I, that I say this morning that, oh, man, like ripping this out of the, out of the wall, um, that you might not agree with or like, and that's okay. Um, go to the Lord with it and ask him what he thinks about it. Uh, I could be wrong. I'm open to that. Um, so, uh, as you said, my name's Dolph. I work for a ministry called Netzer, and primarily we help connect the church to be one body in Christ. So we have different groups of pastors, uh, maybe 10 different groups in 
seven, I think seven different counties around southeastern Pennsylvania. So that's, that's what I do. Um, and I will say this, um, I spoke three weeks ago at a different church, and that Wednesday the pastor got fired. So... <laughs> There's your, there's your baseline for what to expect. Um, the good news is for Aaron that there's a church with an opening. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so there's that. Um, my wife and daughter came to that church. They're not here this morning, but they, they went to that one. I asked my daughter, who's 15, what she thought. She said, oh, it was good. <clears throat> she said, every, every time it got boring, you made a joke. And you made a lot of jokes. Uh, so... Whatever. Here we go. Um, I'll wrap up before kickoff. That's, that's all I can promise you. Um, so I wanted to talk to you this morning about changing your perspective on what it means to reach out to people. Um, I just want to simplify it. I, I want to like remove some barriers. And basically, it's not going to be a lot of how-to this morning, but we are having four, four weeks on Wednesday nights if you want to get more into that nuts and bolts. Um, but just really, like it's not that big a deal. Just relax about it. I am going to break everything on the stage. All right. Um, so, number one, I, I don't know if there's a, uh, if there was like a title that you guys saw for the sermon, but it's No More Evangelism. I hate the word evangelism, um, and I know it's probably in the Bible somewhere, um, and I know it's a spiritual gift. It's mine. I think it's, uh, so I just hate, I hate the word. It brings this connotation of like, you have to do things, you have to say the right words. You have to know how to answer people when they ask questions. You have to, like, go shake hands with strangers that you don't know, and you have to, like, all, there's all this pressure. The, just the word carries all this pressure with it. I hate it. I hate the word. We're not going to use that word. No more evangelism. Um, what I prefer to, to think of it as is being a normal human being, um, and that might sound really dumb, but there are so many Christians out there that like don't know how to be a normal human being. Um, I've run across people who just feel like they need to dive into. Uh, I met I met these wonderful women um, a couple months ago at a church, and and they shook my hands, and my hands are always cold because I have poor circulation, uh, and they're like, oh, well. That's we're going to pray for that. God heals. God and they went on this like rant about healing, you know. And that's fine. I believe in all that stuff. It's great. But they don't know me. They don't know where I'm coming from. They, like it was just very awkward and uncomfortable. And and I'm okay with what they were saying. So for anyone who's not okay with that stuff, but how does that come across? Um, I know a high school kid who is on fire for the Lord right now, and it's so cool to see and to hear what God's doing in his life. Man, he tells these other high school kids, like, yeah, you just need to die to yourself daily. Um, like, that doesn't mean anything to a high school kid that doesn't know where he's coming from. So I'm really excited for where he's at, but he needs to learn to just be a normal human being and meet the other high school kids where they're at. Does that make sense? Like, it's not about where we're at when we're talking about reaching out to people. It's really about where they're at. So that's number one. No more evangelism. Just be a normal human being. All right, and all right, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Number two, what is your purpose in reaching out to people? When we talk about, oh, we need to reach out, we need to uh, do that, what does that mean? What's the purpose? 
A lot of times it means we're gonna have an outreach so that people will come to Grace. Uh, sometimes it means we're gonna reach out to people because we wanna see them get saved, uh, which are both wonderful things. Um, I would love for people to come to know Christ as their savior and I would love for people to come to Grace. Um, and some people might say, well, the Great Commission, go make disciples of all nations. That's, that's why we go and do this. There's a difference between making disciples and just getting people to grace or getting people saved. Oftentimes, discipleship happens a lot more in relationship, and it happens well before someone comes to a saving knowledge of Christ. The discipleship begins before that. So all I'm saying is don't give me the Matthew 28 argument. Um, what I think we should be thinking about when we're talking about reaching out to people is being a light to those who are in darkness around us. It's just being obedient to God, to what he's calling us to in, in our daily walk. There's no measurement there. I know it's harder. Sometimes we just want to be able to say, like, oh, this many people came to church or this many people came to Christ. And when, you, when the purpose is, well, we're just going to be a light to people, it's really hard to measure that, and it's hard, we don't like that. But... But it's those measurements that, we, that we're doing things for that are actually the problem. If, if we're just a light, we will see people come to Christ. We will see them engage in the local body. Just be a light. That's a very different purpose when you're engaging in someone um, than I'm doing this to get to an end result. Um, so no more evangelism. Be a light. In the scripture reading, um, we see a couple things. One was that Jesus was eating with tax collectors and sinners. We know that. That's not a surprise to anybody. Um, although I would question how many of us do that or feel weird about it or whatever. Um, but the second thing is he says, I desire mercy, not sacrifice. Go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. That comes from Hosea 6.6. 6. Uh, but there's also uh, a scripture in 1 Samuel 15, 1 Samuel 15:22. Samuel said, Has the Lord as great a delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to heed than the fat of rams. Sacrifice oftentimes is following rules. Right in the Old Testament, they had all those offerings, all the prescribed ways of doing things, and that was necessary at that time. We know that Jesus came to fulfill the law, and so that we can just live freely through him. Um, mercy is being led by the Spirit. It's a very different thing. It's, different, it's a different purpose to sacrifice and to be led by the Spirit, just like we talked about, being a light. Um, sacrifice checks off boxes, right? Um, it, it does those, those things where we go, okay, we, we had our outreach, we had these people come, we did this stuff. That's sacrifice because we think we're supposed to do it. But, but mercy um, just sees things and, and responds and impacts lives. It, that's, it, it's just, it, it flows. Um, and, and the big thing to me is that sacrifice is really dependent on us. It's dependent on our ability and it's dependent on... Um, our wisdom, our strength, whatever you want to call it, our resources. Mercy is completely dependent on God. 
and his wisdom and his resources and his strength. And man, like, I know I look really tall, but I'm not that tall. And I would much rather do things in his strength than in my strength. Like, it's just, it's not even close. Like, it's just so much easier and so much better. Um, so so I, I desire mercy and not sacrifice. So how do we go from knowing, are we, are we walking in, in sacri- a sacrificial mindset or a mercy mindset? Um, and this to me is the easiest thing and probably the thing that, not at Grace Church, but at every other church, people struggle with. Um, what's your relationship with God like? Like what is your personal time with him look like? Are you in the word? Or do, you, do you talk to him? Do you pray? That's a Christian word. Um, do, do you spend time with him? If you're not doing that, <laughs> I'm okay if you leave. I don't know if Aaron would be. Um, I'm okay if you leave, if you're not willing to spend time with God for yourself, because the rest of this is meaningless, because then you're doing it in your own strength. You're, you're doing it just to do it. But if your relationship with him is in place, it, it just flows naturally. Romans 7, 6 says, um, we've been delivered from the law, having died to what we were held by, that we may serve in the newness of the spirit and not in the oldness of the letter. I mean, that, for me, um, for years, has been a verse that I'm like, people are saying, oh, why do you talk to so many people? And and I'm like, I don't, I'm not out there to just talk to people. I'm just, it just flows. It happens when, I, I believe if you're spending time with God, it's not just to build yourself up. That time with him will automatically make you look at others and, and look outside of yourself. Uh, so uh, I would question if um, what your time is like if that's not kind of like a natural byproduct that you're seeing in your life. And again, anyone can argue with me or on this stuff. I'm just throwing out my perspective. It may not apply to everybody. Um, I get that. Kind of a general over the last 20 years of ministry, what I see... Um, as a blanket statement, which I know does not cover everybody. So, okay, so I desire mercy, not sacrifice. Um, spend time with the Lord. How do, we, how do we walk in that mercy? How do we live that out? Um, I would just encourage you to get, get out of your head about it. Don't overthink this. I, I know less than probably everyone in this room about anything, um, except Penn State football. So if anybody wants to talk about that, uh, I'm game. Um, but I am not a smart person, like, per se. Like, I'm not silly or stupid, but, like, you know, there's nothing special about me. Loving people is so much simpler and easier and usually smaller than we make it out to be. We, we overthink these things so much. How do we love this person the best? But why don't you send them a text and just say, hey, how are you? Why don't you smile at somebody and... You know, if you see something that you can encourage them about, just say, hey, you're, you're doing a really good job with that. Thank you. Like, do you have any idea how few people have that in their lives? I've sent people texts, like, once every three months, and they're like, you're the only person that, that cares about me. You check in all the time. And I'm like, my goodness. It was a te- I probably copied and pasted it. It was, it was a text, like, every three months. I've, um, it, it just... There are so many people out there that don't have what you guys have. You, they don't have a family like you have here at Grace. Like you, I don't know if you appreciate 
what other people are doing at 10.48 on a Sunday morning when they're sitting at home just trying to figure out what to do with their lives, with their day. I don't mean like big picture. I mean like, what do I do today? Um, so it's really simple. It's, don't overthink this stuff. Also, when we talk about loving people, this is just a pet peeve of mine, and I guarantee people in this church do this. It is not loving on people. That is a weird, weird way to say it. Stop it. It's, it's weird. I don't like it. Nobody should like it. Oh, good, all right. <laughs> That guy says it, because <laughs> his wife clapped. Um, uh, yeah, we love people. I, if you can show me in the Bible where it says loving on, that's fine. Um, maybe I'll change my tune. I don't see it. Um, all right, I, that was just an aside. It just, good, they gave me the mic. Um, so, um, so again, so many of us want to like grow deeper and deeper and deeper in our faith, which is really good. Do that. That's wonderful. But if you're growing deeper so that you know more, so that you feel better, like, ah, I know all these things. 1 Corinthians 8.1, knowledge puffs up, but love edifies. If you want to grow deeper because you, you recognize it's not, our faith is not just for us. Our faith is for us. It's for our families. It's for our church family. It's for people who don't know Christ, it's, it, there's all these different levels, and so many of us get caught up in our head like, oh, I need to get deeper in my faith for me, and they stop there. Um, and there, um, there's a verse in Matthew 23 uh, that says, woe to you Pharisees and hypocrites. Um, you pay tithe of mint and an- anise and cumin, 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 I don't know, um, cumin, it's two M's, I never know. Um, in my Bible, it's two M's. I've checked like many times because I think it's cumin, but in my Bible, anyway. But you've neglected the weightier matters of the law, justice and mercy and faith. These you ought to have done without leaving the others undone. And he says, blind guides who strain out a gnat but swallow a camel. How many times are we so stuck into the details and the minutia of Christianity or our faith or whatever? And we just completely miss the basic stuff. Like, there are some really, really basic things, like love other people. That's it. That's all I'm going. And we get so caught up in all these things that we have to, that we want to delve into, which, again, are good things if we're applying them properly. And I feel like so many Christians don't apply these things properly. So, are we cool so far? Have I completely offended anybody? No, yeah. oh, one person. Okay, <laughs> that was. I'm kidding. That was <laughs> two people. All right. <laughs> um, uh, good. Um, so we're moving on. Uh, we're we're not almost done, but we're more than halfway. Um, so there's two kinds of relationships. There's the kind of like spontaneous relationships, and there's ongoing relationships. So spontaneous relationships would be people you run into at the grocery store or the gas station that you're probably never going to see again. Um, just have fun. Like, if you realize that running errands isn't always just for you to accomplish running that errand, but you give yourself an extra two or three or five minutes to just go and, like, you know... I bought pig's feet at the grocery store the other day. I don't know what pig's feet are or what you do with them, but that's why I got them. Uh, so if anybody wants to help me find out, like that's, I really don't know. They're in a jar. I don't know what you do with them. Um, 
this is what I do. I'm, I'm told you I'm not smart. Um, but I went to the store. The, the easiest way to say hello or to talk to someone is to say, uh, if I was pig's feet, where would I be? Or like, if I was paper towels, where would I be? It doesn't matter if you know where the item is. If you just want to like say something to somebody because you're trying to just be open. If I was bread, where would I be? You know, like it's everybody. Everybody will help you. People want to help you. Um, so, so you have those relationships. Just have fun. Just enjoy it. It's not a big deal. You're. I am never going to see the pig's feet lady again. Like ever, whoever told me where to go find them. Um, just slow down. Just look around yourself. Everywhere you go, there are things happening that make me, and I think should make every normal human being, which is point one, question what is going on right now. Like, in that person's mind, what's happening? All the time, people do stuff, and I'm like, what are they doing? What? How is this? How do they live their life? And this is like part of what's happening in their life right now. They're just the like the lack of self-awareness and common sense. And it's hilarious. It's not like I judge everybody, and yes, that's my sin. But it's so much fun. It's it's so entertaining to just watch people do the things that people do. It's it's great. So do that, have fun. Just enjoy it. Look around when you're out. If you don't know how how to do that, like you want to, but you don't know how, watch Seinfeld. That's, it's a show about nothing that's one of the most famous shows of all time because all they did was talk about random things that people do that are weird and he just pointed it out and it's like oh yeah like yeah that's that's weird and it's funny it's good stand-up comedians I don't know what level we're at here on like language but there's clean stand-up comedians and there's some that use like speckle some language in their act but a lot of them are really funny, and, and they're good. Like, Brian Regan is really funny. Um, uh, Nate Bargatze is one that I found recently that I really like. He's good. Um, Sebastian Maniscalco, anybody. Um, so anyway, watch. They, they just talk about things they see in life, and they're like, man, why is that? And it's fun. Like, enjoy your life. It's OK to enjoy your life as a Christian. We do that. It's fine. Uh, once somebody said, like, came that you may have life to the full. Um, live in that. All right, so spontaneous relationships. The other relationships are ongoing ones. So neighbors, coworkers, classmates, um, parents at your kids' sports, whatever. People you know you're going to see again. People at the gym. Um, I can tell everybody here goes to the gym. This is a very fine-looking crowd of <laughs> physical specimens. It's really nice. So um, also another great place to just judge people. Uh, the th- <laughs> wow. It's phenomenal. Um, I, I lost my spot. Okay. Um, so what I like to talk about with people you're going to have ongoing relationships with is sharing life together. So what does that mean? To me, that means we not only say, hey, what can I do for you? What, you know, how can I serve you? Can I give you money? Can I watch your kid? All those things, which are good, do that. But also to say, hey, can I borrow... Your weed whacker, mine's broken. Can I? Can you come over and help me lift my toilet back on the on the bolts when you put it down? Because it's impossible. That's that's a four person job. I don't know how. But what a great way to get somebody to come into your house and into your life. People want to help. It's so. I've had so much more success asking for help than offering help in terms of just people being willing to accept. I've had 
I've had people do stuff at my place constantly. I do, I do relatively nothing. Um, <laughs> but man, I, I really do want to go help them as well. And they're like, no, nah, we're fine. We're good. We got this. We're fine. It's, it's really hard for people to accept help, but they want to give it. Share life with people. Be open about your struggles. Share food, share experiences, whatever. Like, it's good. This is not where we have answers because we know Jesus, and they don't. It's not how this works. That's not, that's not life. So that's for, for people you're going to have an ongoing relationship with. Um, and just here's be a normal human being, point, subpoint, whatever. Don't be a person who walks around talking about how you love Jesus and you're a miserable human being to be around. Like, it's not fun. There are Christians out there that make me question my faith. Not really. Uh, but I'm, I'm like, man, I don't want to introduce anybody to that person. That's, why would anybody want to hear about Jesus after talking to this person? Like, it just doesn't make sense. Be a person that you'd want to hang out with. And if you, maybe you know someone. I had a friend from 20 years ago, irresponsible, never followed up, really not a good friend um, in a lot of ways, uh, disorganized, just all these things. But man, he just had so much fun all the time that people just wanted to hang out with him. And I was like, I need to take that characteristic of this guy and try to be better at that. He was so much fun. It was great. So I found you can be fun and organized. Uh, like it's... I, I thought it was either or, uh, just based on this guy. But um, anyway, all right. So, um, and just remember, we're just trying to be a light to people. If this is an ongoing relationship, you've got time. There's no like, oh, we got to get this done by this date or whatever. You got time. It's an ongoing relationship with a neighbor or a coworker. Just be a light. And if you're spending time with God for yourself, He'll lead you into certain things. Maybe it's a text or a smile or a word of encouragement at the right time. Um, and that's what, that's what that person needed, and you'll see that relationship go from there. So, um, side note for, do we have any introverts, um, self-professed introverts? <laughs> oh, uh, I, what I appreciate is that, well, not you guys, um, introverts go like this. <laughs> so, um, that was really good. I appreciated that. Um, all right, well, the rest of you, the 95% of you who, are not, come out the next four Wednesdays because we got, we got work to do. We could get a lot done. But for the introverts out there, you guys are better at building relationships than anyone. So my suggestion to you is don't worry about meeting strangers and having fun at the grocery store with people. If that makes you feel really uncomfortable, that's fine. I get it. Um, but you have people in your life, whether it's coworkers, neighbors, whatever, just you guys, <laughs> you take relationships and you'll have like one or two or three of them in your life and you do such a great job with it. You follow through on these relationships in a way I never do. I, I just, that's why I send a text like every three months because I forget about people um, and it's a copy and paste text. You know, like you'll all get one someday. Um, but, but usually those who are a little more introverted care so deeply about people and the relationships that they do have if none of those relationships are with someone who doesn't yet know Christ, there's a lot of negatives. If you don't have a person who doesn't know Christ in your life, you have room for one more relationship. 
I'm just letting you know that. I know it seems hard, but you can have one more relationship that you're caring about someone, and man, you guys do it so well. So um, so it's not an excuse if you're an introvert to not do anything. Um, it might just look different, and that's fine. So um, now we're wrapping up. Uh, I'm just going to run over these things again one more time. No more evangelism. Be a normal human being. I feel like we've kind of established that throughout um, some of these stories. Um, just be a normal person. Use normal language. Christian language is weird um, to people who are not Christians. It just doesn't come off the same. Um, your purpose is not to get them saved or to come to church. Your purpose is to be a light. Just be a light and let God lead you. Jesus desires mercy, not sacrifice. Okay? It's not in our strength or our ability. It's in God's strength and his ability. Um, it's based on him. Let it, let it be based on him. Spend time with the Lord for yourself and let his spirit lead you. It's really not tricky, guys. Um, love people in small, simple, easy ways. Have fun. Enjoy life. It's okay. So my daughter, who's 15, we just started having a contest to see who could take uh, selfies with strangers. So she claims she's winning 2-1, but she can't remember the two that she, that she did it with, um, which is why we should just text the picture and then be like, all right, yeah, it's 2-1. Um, but yesterday, so we were at, at the Penn State game, and um, we were at a restaurant afterwards, there was a guy, for anyone like under 18, you'll get this. Everybody else, just bear with me. There was a guy who looked exactly like a Bitmoji. It was amazing. Like, it, he, he, these are like character, cartoon characters on your phone, like on, a, on an iPhone that you can like make of yourself, and it's just like a character version of you. This guy, it, it was amazing. So I'm like, that's the guy I'm taking a selfie with. And I did, and it was great, and I will never see him again, but we'll always have a story because we're just having fun. It wasn't a big deal. Um, so that was for, for my younger crowd here. Um, so listen, this is not a job. To reach out to people is not a job. It's a privilege. Like, why, why are you making it work? Why are you making it hard? It's fun. It's easy to just do simple things. Enjoy it. It's, it's okay. And you don't have to do it alone. If you Feel free. Do this with your friends. Like It's much easier with other people uh, oftentimes. Um, so I guess I will end with this. I don't know if worship people need to come up or if I should just stand here when I'm done talking and you just stare at me. I don't know how grace works with, when the guy's done speaking, but I'm done. Um, <laughs> but... Um, I have, I have the hairline of a 90-year-old and, like, the height of a 4-year-old, okay? If I can do this, you can do this. So just try, just like, take a step. It's okay if, if, if you fail, because what, what you failed at was not being a light. Like, it's not like you failed at other things. So, um, so I just encourage you that I would love to, to meet you guys over the next four Wednesdays and, uh, and just dive into some more, like, how-to kind of stuff. Trust me, it doesn't get a lot smarter than what you heard this morning. Um, that's just who I am, and, and it's why I believe everybody can do this. Because smiling, like I've, I was looking earlier this morning, you all have mouths. You can smile, okay? Um, 
So anyway, that's what I got. Thank you so much for your time. Um, Father, we just pray for everyone here at Grace that they would um, take your words and uh, just take them to heart in some way where they can say, yeah, I, I know a neighbor or a coworker that I can encourage or I do need to take an extra two minutes when I'm running an errand and just slow down and look around and enjoy life. Um, Father, help us learn what it means uh, that you desire mercy and not sacrifice. And help us do all these things um, through our relationship with you. Um, and we thank you for the gift of your son who died and rose again for our sins. Um, and it's in his name we pray. Amen. Bill, I got the... There we go. Dolph gave me permission to ask a question or two at the end of it, so I'm going to take him up on that before we... As the worship team is coming forward, Dolph, I'm going to ask you um, two questions. One, um, are there any specific ways that you flow out of uh, intentional relationship with Christ to then uh, just free in, a re in relationships with others? And I guess part of the reason I'm asking this question, like it's so, I find it so easy for me, in the morning, right? I can be zeroed in on, on Christ and who he is and what he's done and what he calls me to. And then it's like I get into my day. And for a whole lot of reasons that I could probably list about myself, right? I, I can, I just, I have binders, binders on and I don't see the other people and I don't see the thing. So like, are there intentional ways that you move from that space of relate, you, that you don't compartmentalize, but you let, you, you let your life flow out of that relationship and walk with Christ or their particular prayers that you pray or whatever. Does that make sense? I told you you could ask questions if I went short. Um, oh. I feel like I went long and I don't like your question. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, honestly, it, get, it comes down to like the understanding the difference between serving in the newness of the spirit versus the oldness of the letter. Like, like you can't compartmentalize our relationship with God with then what we do for him, for, for me. So a lot of times I spend my time in the word um, in the evenings. I know a lot of people like to do it in the morning. I do it in the evenings, um, usually when, you know, there's not, I'm not then going out to like be around other people. So it'll be like the next day. This is just an ongoing lifestyle kind of thing. Like that's where we said, like, your relationship with God, if it's not existent, forget the rest of what I said. Um, it, it doesn't matter. Like, you can try all the techniques you want and, and whatever, but if you have an ongoing relationship with him, it should be just kind of happening where you're, you're having his eyes to see what he sees. Um, and listen, not every time, and not, I see things and don't, talk to people every time that's where he leads you like sometimes you can say something sometimes you just move on it's okay this isn't like oh my goodness I walk past every single person and like shake a hand and say something funny or you know whatever um it, it he just leads you so it's just an ongoing kind of thing that as you're thinking about it more it just becomes part of what you see so take the extra few minutes and just allow yourself to to look around. So, so many times we just run to the pig's feet. Um, but look around. There's other things in that aisle, including people. I don't know if that answered. You don't know it does. And that's, <laughs> I guess the follow up question was so you've mentioned a couple things that keep us from having eye, the eyes of Christ or seeing the world through Christ. Like, are there other things that you think we, we just so typically fall into such that we miss so many opportunities? One could be obviously not walking in step with the Spirit. 
Uh, two, it could be just not a normal human being. But are there other things that we're so caught up in or whatever that we just, we miss that? Oh, man. This is your chance to be judgmental if you want to. Yeah, it was going to be about you. Yeah, um, that's uh, fine. <laughs> like, we play the accordion. <laughs> Who plays an accordion? That was amazing. But also, oh, that guy does. All right. Um, actually, so I heard him, and he was actually really good. I was, I was shockingly, pleasantly surprised. Um, dodging my question. Yeah, I am. I, I forgot what you asked. Um, are there other things that hinder us from that? Um, the availability, even. From the availability. Um, well, here's the other thing I would say. We put a lot of things in boxes in our lives. So for parents, we take our kids to their activity, and that's what we're doing there. Typically, like a sports team or any other kind of activity, there are other parents that are also dropping their kids off. Like, that's your time. I, I feel like we don't even recognize the opportunities that God's placing us in and just the time he's already giving us that that are there. We don't have to make more time for any of this. I don't think I don't think I said anything other than give yourself an extra couple minutes. Um, it isn't like I got to schedule this. I got to do this kind of thing. Um, it's they're there. Just be aware. Uh, Self awareness in our culture in general, not Christians, everybody. Self awareness is really lacking, um, and this is one one thing where you just need to like recognize where where you are. I don't have better answers than that for That's you. That's fine. You can keep asking. We'll, we'll keep going. Yeah. Uh, I got to get my guitar. So in the last, uh, maybe the last, not a question, but so it is true. If you if you ever go out to lunch with Dolph, he might go take a selfie with somebody, or he will have the waitress telling you his life, their their life story. Like he's just naturally gifted at that. Um, so I'm looking for an anecdote here. I don't know if it's. No, nope. Not taking anything from the audience. His father's here, so if you want the, the true story, that's his dad right there. He'll make you pay if you do. <laughs> Tell us how I you... I will give you the opportunity to pay. And if you don't take it, I'll give it to you again. It's, it's, it's different. Tell us how you wound up at a, um, a family reunion recently that you are, have no relation to. Oh, that was good. Somebody paid attention. Um, yeah, so I went, I went to a family reunion for a friend of mine um, who is an older... African-American woman, uh, and the reason why I mentioned that is I didn't know anybody else there, and I walked into a culture that I was very unfamiliar with, because I'm not an older African-American woman. Um, so it was great. She introduced me er, er, to people, and that was very nice, um, and they said hello, and then they kind of went back to their thing, and I was just kind of sitting there, and I wasn't uncomfortable, because I, I don't care, um, but I knew that i just didn't, I didn't know the customs or like what was supposed to happen next, you know, so they had a bunch of food out. This was an amazing reunion. Um, so they had a bunch of food out that you could eat, but then they were also like setting up like the meal as well. So, and then everybody had to wait for that for a certain time. There was just a whole lot of different things that I was just, I was sitting there and going, I'm just not sure what to do. And I, I, I wasn't uncomfortable. I just didn't know. Um, that relates more, honestly, for you guys to know, a little bit of a side note from our sermon, but Sunday mornings, if there's a new person here, you can't assume they know what's supposed to happen. Um, 
So I came, I always go to churches early when I visit them and sit in the middle and see what happens. And I will say that three people came and had conversations with me this morning, which is extremely rare. Like, that was really good. And usually what I get is like a hello on the way in, and then I sit by myself and nobody says anything. But even if somebody shakes your hand, like if, if you go and shake somebody's hand and say, hey, welcome, that doesn't now mean they know what's going on for the rest of the service. Like I was trying to figure out what we were doing between each song and, you know, like not in a, in a bad way. I just, I didn't know what was next. Um, host somebody. If you see somebody that's new, assume they have no clue. I went to a mosque recently with a friend. I've been to a synagogue with a friend. I've been to a Hindu service with a friend. Do one of those for yourself, and you'll feel what it's like to not know what's about to happen. And you need somebody there with you to explain it to you. Um, so anyway, it was the same with this family reunion, um, and it's the same on Sunday mornings in our church culture. We all think everybody knows what's coming up, and, and we all know what the words mean and all that stuff. And it's just not always true. So that's a little bit of an aside, but yeah. You got your guitar? You good? Oh, you want this one? You had one. Oh, she took it. <laughs> so again, the, uh, the big picture here is that we do have this conviction that to love Christ means that we will love others in the way that he loves others. Or to love Christ means that we will desire to walk not just in our daily agenda and purpose and mission in life, but in his purpose and his mission, right? And we talk about that often here, uh, but we also would just want to be very practical in helping one another grow in that. And so that's part of what the, the series will be um, in the next couple of weeks. Um, yeah, so don't lose sight of the big picture. And why don't we stand together, and this is how we'll close. We'll close with a prayer, a fun prayer. Father, let your kingdom come, uh, which is...